the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, my name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. And, uh, you know, notwithstanding all of the uh, sexual harassment news of this week, we are pleased to have on the line with us a guest that addresses another very, very important issue that has also been in the news, and that's immigration. As Ann Coulter said, that immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. And to help us do what's going on with immigration now, we are pleased to have Mike Cutler on the line. He is a 30-year veteran in immigration enforcement, and I, I'm Don may know all, all the various positions you've held, but you've done practically everything there is to do in Pretty immigration much. enforcement. Yeah, that's true. I was an immigration inspector. I spent the years in adjudications officer. I was a special agent. I rotated through all the squads within the investigations branch here in New York City. Uh, I was also the first INS agent assigned to the Unified Intelligence Division of the Drug Enforcement Administration. Uh, and then I was promoted to senior special agent and assigned to the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. So uh, I've had the opportunity to work with other federal, state law and, and local law enforcement agencies, as well as law enforcement agencies from around the world. Uh, including Israel, Canada, Great Britain, uh, Japan. And um, I've been before a bunch of congressional hearings, provided testimony to the 9-11 Commission, having arrested terrorists as well as international drug traffickers during my career. So um, I'm happy to provide my perspectives to you and particularly to your audience. I am so glad we have someone on the radio with us who can accurately give us Mike Cutler's expansive curriculum vitae. It's great. <laughs> it's great to have you with us, Mr. Cutler. I so appreciate it. Some of the issues that are coming up regarding immigration, of course, another terror attack, this time someone that was able to gain access into the country via a program that many people probably weren't even aware existed called the Visa Lottery. Uh, this individual uh, in your uh, relative hometown right across the uh, across the waterway there in Manhattan took the lives of eight of your uh, fellow citizens in a uh, vehicle jihad attack. But it's opened up a conversation uh, again about our immigration uh, issues. And in particular, this visa lottery program that's responsible for bringing 30,000 people from terror funding nations since 2011. And also now, I guess they've determined that there are eight other individuals that have been able to take advantage and game this visa lottery system uh, who are actually very uh, close to going operational in uh, in jihad terms. W- what can you fill us in on this program? Well, I, I don't know about those other eight, but I can tell you, and by the way, uh, eight, eight, most of the people killed five were actually citizens of Argentina. 
Uh, and it happened just a couple of blocks from what we came to, unfortunately, refer to as ground zero. But, look, the entire visa process lacks integrity, Don. Uh, in point of fact, I did my very first congressional hearing May 20th, 1997, on the issue of visa fraud and immigration benefit fraud because of two deadly terror attacks that have been carried out in the United States in 1993. So the diversity visa makes no sense. Uh, these are people who are competing with Americans for jobs. Let's remember that the immigration laws, first and foremost, were enacted uh, to enforce the laws to protect American workers and their jobs and wages. The Labor Department, prior to the Second World War, in point of fact, uh, bore the responsibility for enforcing and administering the immigration laws. But if you look at the immigration crisis, so much time has been wasted purely focusing on the Mexican border. Now, don't get me wrong, the border has to be secured. But in point of fact, we're a nation of 50 border states. Any state that has an international airport lies along our northern or southern borders or has access to America's 95,000 miles of coastline are all border states. Most of the terrorists, if you look at the 9-11 Commission findings, almost all, almost all terrorists who entered the country, not just the 9-11 hijackers, had entered through international airports and either claimed political asylum or got visas by committing subterfuge fraud. So the entire process lacks integrity, and that's an issue that Senator, uh, now Attorney General Jeff Sessions, was very concerned about, focused much of his attention on. It's something that the Trump administration is trying to address, being stymied at every turn by the courts, including the Supreme Court, stymied by members of Congress from both political parties. Um, and here in New York City, um, you know, we keep getting all this money because we're identified as the number one terror target, and we are. But yet, uh, the city of New York has created sanctuary policies that fly in the face of the findings and recommendations of the 9-11 Commission that found that first and foremost, 9-11 was a direct result of multiple failures of the immigration system. Exactly. So think, think about that. We've created a sanctuary where we provide, and by the way, that whole term sanctuary is bogus. Uh, you know, I write for a bunch of websites, one of them being the social contract, and this, their fall edition uh, includes an article that I wrote about the nexus between censorship and tyranny, the road to tyranny is paved with censorship. When you start altering language to achieve political or other objectives, you've lost your freedom of speech. And so this isn't about political correctness, but about being Orwellian, changing the language to change thought processes by declaring any foreign national president in the United States to be an immigrant, not an alien. Suddenly, anybody who dares suggest that we should maintain control over who we let in not based on race, religion, or ethnicity, but based on criminal history, involvement with terrorism, espionage, gang activity. Um, suddenly, you're declared non, uh, you're anti-immigrant, when in reality, you're simply being pro-enforcement. And I want to make a quick point. Yes. You know, I mentioned it before. I was an immigration inspector. And let me tell you that the great majority of folks who came through my uh, booth at Kennedy International Airport when I was an inspector, and the same goes for all the inspectors. We're guided by a section of law, Title Eight, United States Code, Section 1182, that categorizes who's to be kept out of the country, and it's all about criminals, aliens with dangerous diseases, mental illness, people who pose a threat to our security and our jobs. <clears throat> has nothing to do with race, religion, or ethnicity. We admit many more aliens than we ever try to stop. When I was an adjudicator, I approved the great majority of applications that landed on my desk. So the idea that if you enforce the law, you're being anti-immigrant is insanity, and it's a big lie. 
<clears throat> in fact, we admit more lawful immigrants every year than the entire world combined, the other countries of the world combined. This is amazing. One it's a, million it's, every and year. it's amazing to me, uh, you know, that statistic that we do have so many immigrants. Mike, we need to take a break. You have written an article that sure. appeared in Front Page magazine called Diversity Lottery, a game of Russian roulette, American sovereignty and security dismantled under a guise of diversity that appeared on November 10th, 2017. And because this issue of immigration has arisen, particularly in regards to national security, we wanted to have you on so that we could get your thoughts on this. Absolutely. We're going to continue with more with Michael Cutler, uh, a 30-year veteran of the Immigration and Naturalization Service, formerly called the Immigration and Naturalization (laughs) Service. He hosts a radio show called the Michael Cutler Hour on Friday evenings on Blog Talk Radio, and his personal website is michaelcutler.net. More with Michael Cutler after the break. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. We have on the radio right now with us uh, Michael Cutler, a 30-year veteran of the Immigration and Naturalization Services he is a resident of Brooklyn, New York. The ashes of 9-11 fell in his yard. Uh, he is an eminent authority on the immigration issue. And we just left off with uh, Greg and Michael talking about the expansiveness of America's immigration program compared to other countries. And I want to pick up uh, with that thought about the the depth and breadth of America's immigration system. Yeah, most, there's a lot of focus, more focus on illegal immigration, but I think most Americans don't understand the scope of legal immigration. And you mentioned there's a million plus green cards every year. But there's also a lot of temporary work permits and, and that are yep. issued every year. To elaborate on that. Sure, I will. And by the way, as I'm speaking to you, I'm in my car driving with my family, and I am right now passing the spot where this latest terrorist attack took place. Oh, in Manhattan. I mean, yeah. literally and figuratively, this certainly strikes close to home for me. And, you know, with the big emphasis on illegal immigration, people are ignoring that the legal system lacks integrity. As I started to say, the 19 hijackers, most of them came through international airports uh, and were legally admitted. There were a couple that claimed political asylum. Some used false ID and so forth. But this is a failure of the legal system. 
we've naturalized terrorists. Faisal Shahzad, the Times Square bomber, came here on a student visa at the age of 20 from Pakistan. We gave him citizenship. Less than a year later, he sets off a car bomb in lower in, in the, uh, midtown Manhattan, the Times Square. The Tsarnaev brothers came to the United States with visas, claimed political asylum, and um, went back to Russia, although they had claimed asylum. Asylum means I can't go home. I have a credible fear that if I return to my country, I will face persecution or perhaps worse. So they obviously lied and then went on to carry out the deadly attack at the Boston Marathon. One of the two brothers had been granted citizenship. They're supposed to do, they, meaning immigration, is supposed to do good moral character investigations into uh, aliens seeking to become citizens. Clearly, the system lacks integrity. We are processing so many aliens to lawful status that there are no interviews very frequently, no field investigations. You know, they talk about we're going to do a background check. A background check is worthless in many cases. All it means is you run the name the person gave you. They could lie about their name. Sure. If their fingerprints aren't on file, they get a clean record. Think of how many people can game that process successfully. And now in New York, we've given hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens municipal ID. These are people who entered the country not undocumented. That's an Orwellian term. It doesn't exist. You can't enter a place undocumented, okay? That's like saying you go to the bank and you make an undocumented withdrawal when, in point of fact, you rob the bank. You don't call that an undocumented withdrawal. Exactly. Uh, drunk drivers are not uh, drunk drivers. We don't call them sobriety-challenged motorists. But to alter the perception of the public, we've come to refer to aliens who sneak into the country, enter surreptitiously, as being, quote-unquote, undocumented. That's bogus. It's a lie. It's Orwellian. It's propaganda. We admit tens of millions of non-immigrants into the United States as tourists, as students, as exchange visitors, for a wide variety of purposes. We are the most generous and accepting of all the countries on the planet. And yet, if you dare suggest that we get rid of people who take the jobs of Americans, if we expel people who commit crimes, you're suddenly branded a hater and a xenophobe. You know, we have a serious problem where every year thousands of aliens, thousands of people are losing their lives to aliens who have no lawful right to be in the United States. Think about how insane that is, that you would give people lawful status and they shouldn't, uh, and they shouldn't even be here. Because we don't even know who we're giving lawful status to half the time. We have a real problem with China. Let's be blunt about this. China is an adversary. They're not our ally. China has given much technology to North Korea. Right now, we have more than 150,000 foreign students from China learning to be scientists, technologists, engineers, computer programmers. They hack our computer systems on, a, on an hourly basis, minute by minute thousands of times a day. They are building their military. The obvious adversary they have in mind is the United States of America. Yet we are educating their engineers who are building their military. Consider that. It'd be like during the, the Cold War. It'd be like during the Cold War well, if, if we brought it, Russians it, it, over to educate well, them in this, Right, but but this is so we're now devolving we're devolving into the potential of a Cold War with China until Donald Trump stepped up and, and sent three aircraft carrier groups into the South China Sea. The, the bottom line is they are not acting as allies or partners. They're acting as adversaries. And yet we foolishly, naively treat them as allies. And they're not. The, and they're not. They're beating us eight ways from Sunday 
they're helping North Korea build its technology. We are acting against our own best interest and against the best interest of our own citizens. We have many Americans who have lost their jobs to computer programmers from India. You know, we're constantly told, oh, if we want to lead, we need to bring in the world's best and brightest. We heard that from Ted Cruz, the same guy that talks about uh, American exceptionalism. Well, if you believe in American exceptionalism, then the world's best and brightest are called Americans. But on the other hand, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and a laundry list of other groups have gotten to our political leaders, so-called, both political parties, and the goal is clear. The goal is to flood America with cheap labor, with foreign tourists and foreign students. And this includes criminals and other people who pose a threat to our safety and well-being. And if you dare suggest that we do anything to protect ourselves, you're castigated by the media. They refer to people that want immigration anarchy as being pro-immigrant and those who seek integrity to the immigration system as being anti-immigrant. That's not the case. Quick point, Greg, and then we got to take quick point, Greg, and then we have to take a break and we'll be back with more with Michael Cutler. What you what do you got, Greg? There was just a study done in, in, released in September of 2016 by the National Academy of Sciences funded by the pro-immigration MacArthur Foundation and it determined that the combination of legal and illegal Im- immigrants in the country because they depress wages, the laws of supply and demand, reduces the wages of American workers every year by $500 billion. That is, well, that's a big and number. And then look at the remittances and look at the remittances being wired out of the country by foreign workers. Exactly. Uh, that accounts for another couple of hundred billion dollars. So we're, we're bleeding red and green to placate um, the open borders immigration anarchists. We're going to have more with Michael Cutler, 30-year senior immigration and naturalization service uh, agent, senior special agent. That It doesn't sound like much, but senior special agent, Michael, that's a, that's a very high position within that department, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Militarily, my my grade was the equivalent of a lieutenant colonel if I was in the military. There you go. Back with more with Michael Cutler on this expansive topic of immigration after After this this word from Ed Hoffman of of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again. Not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of home ownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855 855- 640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590 The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders license number 603K610, also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We have on the line Mike Cutler, a 30-year veteran of immigration enforcement, doing practically all aspects of immigration enforcement. And uh, under Obama, there was practically no immigration enforcement. Things are better now. Elaborate, if you would, on how bad it was under Obama and 
how much better it is under Trump? Well, under Obama, it wasn't lack of enforcement. That would have been bad enough. But Obama was using executive authority that he did not have. It was a legal overreach on a, on a galactic scale to provide illegal aliens with lawful status under what, the, what he referred to as um, um, discretion, right? He called it, um, I'm trying to think of the exact term that he had used, a prosecutorial discretion. Yes. In reality, I had said he should have called it prosecutorial deception, because in reality, uh, what he was doing was, wasn't simply marshalling, uh, marshalling limited resources and saying to the agents, well, if someone doesn't have a serious criminal history, you don't arrest them. And by the way, you can't do that either because terrorists and spies and other bad guys, sleepers so-called, uh, their goal is to get into the country legally or illegally and then maintain a low profile, sometimes for years, waiting for that tap on the shoulder or that email or other message telling them that tomorrow is the day. So if you're here illegally, you should never be able to put your head down on the pillow and go to sleep sound uh, with the idea that you have nothing to fear. Uh, mm -hmm. That's called deterrence through enforcement. And we do it with everything, whether it's drunk driving, tax laws. You know, the average American gets a letter from the IRS. They immediately run to the bathroom, don't they? Uh, why is it that illegal aliens think that the immigration laws are, are of no consequence? So much so that so much so that you had a thousand of these so-called dreamers take over the Senate building earlier this week. A thousand of yeah. them in the middle of the Senate building demanding, uh, you know, the Dream Act, demanding citizenship. Well, they should demand it because our government proved to them that we will fold like a cheap suit if they look at us the wrong way. Think about that. Yeah. You know. And by the way, it's remarkable, going back to the use of Orwellian language, if you use the word alien, you know, it's supposedly a terrible word. Legally, all it means is any person not a citizen or national of the United States. It's not an insult. It's a statement that has clarity. And when you're a con artist, the last thing you want is clarity. You want to spew a, a smokescreen of obfuscating language, and that's part of the tactic. But as bad as the word alien is, isn't it remarkable that the A in dreamer is alien as in alien minors? So the hypocrisy, Chuck Schumer, the architect of the agriculture amnesty provision of the Reagan administration, which was another disaster for America and Americans, uh, now says that if you trespass on critical infrastructure, if you trespass on national landmarks, there should be a federal law so that you go to jail for five years. But then Chuck Schumer says, when you trespass on America, you've earned the right to U.S. citizenship, the highest honor bestowed upon a foreign national. The hypocrisy, the disconnect between reality and the language that's being used by these open borders globalists is stunning. I just well, want Donald to... Trump is I just want to follow up on your statement about uh, DREAMer. DREAMer stands for Development, Relief, and Education for Alien Miners Act. It's right in the, yep. it's right in the name. Yep. Isn't that remarkable that the word alien suddenly became laudable and palatable when it was used in conjunction with a false narrative? Now, understand that hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens, when I say to people, well, how old do you think they had to be in order to qualify? Everyone says, oh, they had to be kids. No, they didn't. The age cutoff back when Obama declared this illegal program was 31. Now we're up to 36. They only had a claim, claim that they came before their 16th birthday. No interviews, no field investigations. Right. How easy is it to commit fraud? And by the way, the 9-11 Commission made it clear 
Immigration fraud was the key entry and embedding tactic of the terrorists. When we talk about immigration, do you feel that the next couple of years will see the issues that you and Greg and I are passionate about addressed by the uh, by the uh, Trump administration? I hope so. He's got to get rid of some of the prior holdovers from the Obama administration that are operating in, in, in antithesis to what he's trying to do. And we've also, as American people, need to reach out to all of our elected representatives on all levels to make certain that they end sanctuary city policies, which encourage drugs and look at the heroin, the opiate epidemic right now, encourage fugitives from justice to set up shop. And these aren't sanctuaries. They're magnets for bad guys. We also have to get the Congress behind the president to hire enough agents so that there's real integrity to the process. Uh, laws that don't get enforced are meaningless. Nature's laws are immutable. They, they, they don't have to be enforced. Man's laws certainly have to be enforced. I know President Trump, Attorney General Sessions are trying to get those laws enforced. We, the people, irrespective of party, need to stand behind the president and the attorney general and demand that our politicians for once and for all truly represent us. There it is. You can follow Michael Cutler on a variety of places, most notably his website, michaelcutler.net. He has the Michael Cutler Hour Friday evenings on Blog Talk Radio. And his most recent article that appeared in Front Page Magazine, Diversity Lottery, A Game of Russian Roulette, American Sovereignty and Security Dismantled Under the Guise of Diversity. Michael, thank you for being with us to help us get our head around these uh, very important issues. Wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. Folks, remember, democracy is not a spectator sport. Have a great day. Amen. We'll be back with more after the break. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. It's not often we get to play a game on this show, but we're going to play a little game right now of audio trivial pursuit. So, Greg, I've got an audio clip. I would like to get you to tell me, who is this? Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Do. Do, 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 Can I call do. a friend? Can you call a friend? Sure. Yeah. You want to use your lifeline? That's fine. I don't care. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> yeah. Whatever you would like. Any hints? Uh, you need some hints? I have no idea. All right. Well, that comes from Saturday Night Live. There was a character that was played on that radio, on that uh, TV show, uh, gosh, I don't know, decades ago. Uh, by who, someone who now is a sitting senator. The character on SNL was Stuart Smalley, and the person, the actor, was Al Franken. I'm a senator now. Yes. Because, uh, doggone it, I'm, I'm good enough. smart enough and good enough and pretty enough. If I want to grab women's breasts when they're sleeping, I can do it. Well, the reason we're playing that clip is because it, capping off a week 
of salacious news coming out of both Hollywood. It seems like, you know, these uh, daily, what are now almost daily revelations coming out of Hollywood of a new actor or uh, person uh, coming out with some salacious uh, history of sex abuse in Hollywood, which barely even hits the Richter scale now. We've got a bunch of them happening in Washington. The biggest one, of course, you know, soaking up the 24-7 news cycle is the very important election that's happening in Alabama right now with Judge Roy Moore and the allegations from him. And then don't you know it, right about the same time, the uh, history, a little bit of history of Al Franken on a USO tour hits the news where Al Franken supposedly writes a kiss into a script, does the kiss. Uh, the person that's on the receiving end of this uh, has a horrible experience with him. Grabs her. And then in the, yeah, forces the after kiss. two, uh, grabs her, forces the kiss. And then after getting the cold shoulder from this actress for two weeks, uh, being on the USO tour, because she completely detests Al Franken now, even being in the same room, he, on the flight home on a C-170, take has a picture taken of him pretending to grab her in her upper private parts. I don't even know if I can say those words on the radio, so I'm just going to avoid it. And now is forced to apologize. But is even if that isn't the worst, now the media is finally doing a mea culpa on Bill Clinton saying, maybe we got that one wrong. Well, sure. Bill Clinton has outlived his political usefulness to the Democrat Party. So if by turning on Bill Clinton... They can now go, oh, well, now we need to get rid of Roy Moore. They will trade a has-been politician who is, no, who is no, of no further value to them in order to pick up a Senate seat in Alabama. And that's what's going on. I think you're right. I think you, you, you've pegged that. But it's just interesting to see how this week two articles come out, one, on the, one from The Atlantic, one from The New York Times, with people saying, maybe we got this one wrong. And almost in... Uh, in, in direct alignment with those articles, all over CNN and MSNBC, you have reporters who are now taking a look back going, yeah, maybe we got that wrong. Geraldo Rivera this week, I think it was on Tucker Carlson, but I could be wrong. It might have. I mean, it's all a blur right now. It could have been Sean Hannity. Geraldo Rivera got me extremely mad as he is, again, trying to equivocate the way that they reacted to Bill Clinton back then in context, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was on Sean Hannity because Sean Hannity has done an amazing job. I mean, he was the one of the few journalists, even on Fox, to take these women serious enough to give them showtime. Right, Bill Clinton's victims. Yeah, to to you know have them on. This was back in 1999, 2000, 2004. And he had them all on to give them an airing. And it was never picked up by the media. They completely, until finally Donald Trump trots four of these women out during a debate last year and then calls attention to them during the debate. And I'm dying. I'm loving that moment. Yeah. Do you see you see the picture, if you haven't seen it, of at that debate, Bill Clinton looking over at the women out of the corner of his eye. Right. I mean, if that's not an admission of guilt in that picture... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what could be. 
It sure was. Now, I, you know, none of us know exactly what unfolded with these uh, women and Roy Moore. It seems like the preponderance of evidence is building. Of course, that's what they want to make it seem like uh, to paint a picture of a guy who, uh, you know, was, you know, had at the age of 32 these proclivities. What's interesting, though, is the attorney that came out on Tuesday who attempted to push back on the claims of Gloria Allred's press conference on Monday with this new victim. And he, I thought he did an amazing job. He's extremely well-cut. He's known, uh, well-groomed, uh, standing in front of a, you know, a traditional sort of Corinthian white building with columns, you know, implied uh, trust and, um, you know, giving, giving you the visual of credibility and he's known Roy Moore for 24 years. He puts into question the testimony in the press conference regarding a yearbook saying we want a handwriting expert. And also the fact that this lady claimed that the that she had not seen Roy Moore since that parking lot incident. Turns out. Turns out that he was the judge in her divorce case, late 80s, early 90s. Nothing was said at that time. Right. And it's interesting that in his in the order he signed in that divorce case, he signed his name and then put the letters DA. They look, they look just like in the yearbook. Now, in that when, his, in, when he was signing as a judge, DA was the, were the initials of his court clerk. And the reason the those time. initials appear there is because she was actually signing his name. So she would put DA after his his signature to indicate, yes, this is an authentic document. It was written by the judge, but I'm signing for him uh, in his behalf as his uh, secretary. Then you have in the yearbook, you know, Christina, whatever, not beautiful woman, whatever it was, Roy. That was all black ink. Then the the rest of it, more DA, the date. Right. An old hickory, whatever the name of that restaurant was, is in blue ink. Crazy, as if he, as if somebody's writing something. And oh, now that, now that I've used the black for this first part, I'm going to use blue for the rest of my note. Well, it is interesting that she still has her yearbook. Lots of us do. Um, I am not going to say that Roy Moore didn't do this because nobody knows. All we can do is is take it. But what is interesting is, and I think from a political perspective, this is a, a critical election. You know, and this could be this this one vote ultimately over the next couple of years could be a deciding factor in issues that come before the Senate where a majority is needed. Right. There's a, Republicans only have a nominal 52. And with people like McCain and Murkowski and Collins. Right. That, that's that even that's questionable. So now you knock it down to 51 and, and it gives the Democrats a much better opportunity to thwart Donald Trump's agenda. But there's another perspective on this. Yes, sir. Counselor. 2004. The Democrats and Dan Rather came up with the forged National Guard documents that they planned to try to defeat George W. Bush with. They planned to drop them the sun- on 60 Minutes the Sunday before the election. It leaked a week early, and they were quickly shown to be forgeries. In 2012, remember, uh, Senator Reid goes on the, f- on the floor of the Senate and says, Mitt Romney hasn't paid his taxes in 10 years. Media runs with that. After the election, he's asked about that, and he says, well, Romney didn't win, did he? 
Then we have the 2016 election and Hillary Clinton, the Democrat Party, pay millions of dollars for this for for this fake Russian dossier that's been debunked. And there's nothing nothing's been corroborated. And parts of it have been shown to be false, such as when one of Donald Trump's associates was supposed to be in Czechoslovakia and his passport shows he was never in Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic now. Right. So you have this pattern of how, and then for the last year, the Democrats and the MSMs have been p- pushing this Russia Trump narrative with zero evidence of that. So this is how Democrats campaign. Now you, now, you, now when you in that context, you look at, the, look at these allegations that have come up against Roy Moore, even though he has run before this election four statewide elections: two for Supreme Court justice, two for governor. Never came up. And it was, he wasn't just a Supreme Court justice. He was the head of the Alabama Supreme right. Court. What right. do they call that? The Chief Justice. Chief Justice. Chief there Justice. You go. He was investigated by the bar and the Judicial Commission there. He's been repeatedly investigated there. There was a two. There were two primary elections this year. The Republican establishment spent $30 million trying to defeat him. None of this in any of that came up. Yeah, color me skeptical. Now, all of a sudden, 30 days before the election, right? No, timing is a is a uh, very uh, important consideration and uh, whether or not you, uh, meaning our listening audience, decide that these are credible allegations or not. And, uh, you know, I guess I guess there's a pr- probability that these allegations could have been out there just like the Billy Bush tape for Trump. And they only decided to float them now that it looks like that none of that other stuff worked to defeat him. Now we're going to trot this other stuff out. Um, yeah, I don't know. But the timing is completely suspect. And you have done a great job of juxtaposing the situation with Roy Moore against the fact pattern of the way that the Democratic Party has operated itself on a national scale over the past several decades. We've got to uh, now against the contact you just mentioned, uh, you know, against the way that the Democratic Party operated itself in 2016 in the election. uh, Our attorney general, Jeff Sessions, was at a hearing this week. Jim Jordan cross-examined him uh, about the possibility of having a special counsel uh, to investigate uh, Hillary Clinton, the FBI, yada, yada, uranium, the whole nine yards. We'll have some of that after the break. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We just have a couple more thoughts. One on the previous subject of the sexual harassment allegations against uh, Al Franken, which we have a picture of now, by the way, and uh, Roy Moore. And that is the, the, these... 
members of Congress are all now on their high horses about sexual harassment. But it's also just been revealed recently that they have a secret slush fund to pay for settlements sexual harassment settlements against members of Congress. And they've paid out, since this was founded in the early 2000s, more than $15 million in settlements. And they have a whole series of hurdles that a woman, or a man for that matter, who wants to make a case or make a complaint, has to jump over before you can get any compensation. Including secret 30-day arbitration. Mediation, yes. Mediation, thank you. Well... That, that is a huge revelation, and we could literally devote a whole show to this because, you know, we've talked about Washington, D.C., we've talked about Alabama, we've talked about uh, Hollywood in past shows. We haven't even begun to get into Sacramento. In Sacramento, there was a letter that was uh, signed by over 140 staffers, lobbyists, and some elected officials saying that there is a similar culture in Sacramento. In fact, California Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez said on Twitter, short Twitter, shortly after the Harvey Weinstein revelations, that Sacramento is our own little Hollywood. Well, since then, there have been, uh, you know, four or five individuals that have uh, been accused of sexual impropriety. This includes Assemblyman Raul uh, and Bocanegra. Democrat out of uh, Los Angeles. I hope that's the right name. Assemblyman Devin Mathis. He's a Republican out of Visalia. Assemblyman uh, Dante Acosta, a Republican out of Santa Clarita. Right. And allegations of Mathis are not just harassment, you know, saying something. No, that's like full-fledged sexual assault. Sexual assault. Yeah. And then Senator Tony Mendoza, a Democrat out of Artesia. Um, so this this uh, this whole era of exposure of this, I no pun intended. Yeah, well, of, of I think is a subset of the Trump era that this is, you know, it was it was started when Donald Trump, quite frank. I mean, it's been going on for a while, you know, using as you as you in the last segment pointed out, uh, using these kinds of salacious allegations in order to take down political opponents. But it really heated up, of course, when the Billy Bush uh, tape came out against Donald Trump. But now. The lid is blown off, much like Donald Trump has blown the lid off of so much of what goes on in the swamp. I think, and that's a good point, I think this is part of, we talked about that Donald Trump was the cue ball smashing into the technically packed establishment of pool balls that are locked together. And this is part of the, I, I think this, what's happening in Hollywood and Sacramento is part of that process of that, is that the pool as the cue ball hits those others and they start to break up and go wherever they're going to go. Isn't the most maddening thing about this though, the fact that, especially in regards to Hollywood, they have been preaching at us and preaching at us and preaching at us for decades about women's rights and how we have to look out for women, about how conservatives are those knuckle draggers. They're not progressive enough. They're not yeah. forward thinking. And here in their own backyard, they've been covering up a culture of abuse, a culture of sexual deviancy almost. If you believe what Corey Feldman says, he's now uh, saying that he's under threat of death for exposing what he says is a child pedophilia ring inside of Hollywood. And then these are the people that were have been telling us that uh, Donald Trump is not morally qualified. He's morally unqualified for the right. office. And you look at what they have been doing and they have been tolerating and accepting among themselves. And then they have, then they have the, the gall 
the, the uh, hypocrisy to, to lecture us about morality. Earlier this week, Jeff Sessions, our new attorney general, testified before the House, uh, what was it, Judiciary Committee? No. Yeah, the House Judiciary was Committee. It? Okay. And, uh, you know, they had the House Judiciary Committee had sent him letters over the past three months asking for special prosecutors or special counsel, much like uh, Bob Mueller, but specifically to investigate things like Uranium One, uh, the dossier, election interference, and so on. And Jim Jordan cornered him on this. And we're going to get into those clips of Jim Jordan uh, questioning Attorney General Sessions during that hearing after this break. Uh, this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Jeff Sessions was one of my favorites as a senator. He He led the fight to enforce our immigration laws, and to have immigration laws that are acting in the benefit of American workers and America, not in the interest of having cheap labor for, for the donors and cheap votes for the Democrat Party. As a, an attorney general, his performance has been staggeringly, inexplicably bad. His Justice Department is, is they, they will not reveal the information. Was this paid-for dossier by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democrat Party has been, has been reported, was that the basis on which the Trump administration got warrants from the FISA court? That's the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which they need a warrant to conduct foreign intelligence operations in the United States. Was this paid-for fake dossier the basis for that? That's important to know. Because there's, con- there's a concept called fruit of the poison tree. Well, there, there is that in the legal context if you're going to prosecute anybody, but never, but just, just the idea that one party makes up some allegations and then the government uses that to conduct surveillance using our powerful intelligence agencies of the opposition party. Right. Which would I, not- I, I don't think people get no. the staggering level of corruption of our, of our government and the threat to the republic. Well, this kind of behavior goes on. You would you would think that if you, I could I could take a, probably dozens of different issues like that, Greg. We could take the gas tax that went into effect on November first. Should not that have been enough to outrage citizens to take to the streets and say enough is enough? I mean, we now have the highest gas tax in the entire country in California. The worst roads. What have they been doing with the money for 20 years? We, we, we have a pension tsunami. We're starting to actually see article after article talking about the unfunded liability of the pensions, uh, public employee pension system. I mean, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on. And when is enough going to be enough to finally get people? I mean, we've got the left. The left is more than willing to come out. They're coming out in black masks as Antifa. They're coming out as a resistance movement all across the country, uh, protesting at congressmen's offices. 
What's it going to take to get average Americans off the couch and into the streets to finally say enough swamp, enough swamp in D.C., enough swamp in Sacramento. We are taking our republic back. It's, It's the exact model of our show, the most important political office. It is not enough to have elected Donald Trump. Okay, okay, good, good. Problem solved. Oh, but no, by no means is right. that going to be enough. Is and you, as we've seen, how the swamp has thwarted him at every step. And coming back to our first, our first discussion of, of Jeff Sessions, Rod Rosenstein was the deputy AG. They submit a memo. He does of why Comey should be fired. Jeff Sessions signs off on that. And says, "Yep, I agree." They send it over to Trump. He considers it and says, "Okay, I agree. Fire Comey." Then Rosenstein, who now we now know is up to his eyeballs in the Uranium One matter, appoints a special counsel. Turns out he appoints Robert Mueller, who was the head of the FBI during the Uranium One investigation, which they, were, they knew when they approved the sale of 20% of our uranium to Russia, that the Russians were engaged in a scheme of bribery, kickbacks, and extortion to corner the uranium market. But wait, there's more. The FBI had an informant for a year and a half, a guy who brought information to the FBI. The FBI said, uh, who wanted out, he wanted, and the FBI convinced him to be a paid informant. He went back in, continued to collect evidence, and then finally, when that evidence was prevented, he now has a gag order on him signed by who? You'll tell me. Mueller? Call me? No, I think it was Rosenstein. Rosenstein. Yeah. Some one of these guys. These guys. These guys should be the objects of a special counsel investigation, not running one. Yeah, and so now they're trying to get this gag order lifted so that they can actually find out what it is that this guy has to say. But folks, this just goes on and on and on. I mean, we could literally fill up the Saturday programming on this station with story after story after story from the sex allegations that are rocking Hollywood, the Capitol, D.C., Sacramento, to everything we're beginning to learn about how the swamp operates, uh, lobbyists, the Podesta group that was in their, in their up to their eyeballs in this stuff. As Steve Bannon said, if you think they're going to give your country back to you without a fight, you're sadly mistaken. So folks, stand up and fight every Saturday at 4 o'clock on the Unite IE radio program. We'll be back next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.